0: Justin, my man, we're back in the house a day later than usual. What's up, Justin?
1: <laughs> what happened yesterday? Usually we do our Sunday night throwdown, and now well, we got shifted you know, a Monday night.
0: Yeah, you know, I had to do that thing called pay the bills, and so, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes work takes precedent over everything else. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, and the Suns had to just play a nice thrilling game all the way down to the end, so, uh, yeah. I was a little preoccupied and I didn't have enough time to set everything up, but
1: we're here and that's all that matters. We are back. We have NBA on tap. Talk about MLB and the future of Major League Baseball in 2020. Is there a future? We'll also talk some Pac-12 and the players movement and how this conference could set the tone for other conferences in college football. Plus, we have Don't Be That Guy and, of course, Tell Me Something Good. Saul, Total BS Podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it, baby. Your
0: fans just might turn into off fans. Be
1: cool it's just part of the program. Spit your best sixteen if you must, you're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us Yo. Your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best sixteen if you must, you are not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us.
0: First of all, big shout out to everybody that's following us right now all over Twitter, all over Instagram, not Instagram, sorry, we're not live on Instagram. What am I doing? Uh, Facebook, (laughs) YouTube, and we're even on Twitch, so uh, we're all over the place. We're hoping that people will join in, join the podcast. You can chat with us. You can throw some comments. We'll show them on the screen, and we'll have fun tonight. How about that? Also, that intro that you just heard was by MC Squared. They hooked us up with their sound, and they also released a new set of uh, songs, a new album uh, called paramount and it is definitely worth the listen and we actually have a little sneak peek right here
1: i'm ready i heard through the news to do it peaceful up the juice like we wanted the same people but then they treat you like black lives it's an equal lawless evidence around they acting like they don't see you well you're gonna hit me I know me down that you been me
0: just a nice little taste right there we'll drop the Ooh. whole album right there I mean I love when the beat kicks in right
1: it makes you do one of those faces where <laughs> just oh, like like just, like you had a like you had a protein shake bottle and you forgot to like rinse it out. And you just want yeah, yeah, to sit yeah. in the sink for a few days and you come back and you go to your sink and you're just like,
0: oh, <laughs> what is that? The beat, the beat is so filthy, man. You just got to <laughs> yeah. shake your head like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, they have a lot of cool songs on that on that uh, track. So uh, please check them out. And like I said, we'll put it in the show notes below. And we'll also share their, uh, their, their mainly on uh, not Spotify. Uh, but they're on SoundCloud most of, most of their songs, and they have some other music on Apple as well. But they're trying to grow their sound. They put a lot of good got, put they put a lot of good music out there, and we appreciate that very much. Absolutely, Justin. Yeah, the NBA. We it seems like we lead off with the NBA all the time. Maybe it's because we vibe with the NBA a little bit more. But that's cool. You know, that's just how it goes down. And uh, man, I I was a little worried about how the NBA return was going to be handled. And how it was going to look. And I couldn't be more impressed by what they have done so far.
1: Well, I think also, too, you know, we're talking about the NBA right now because the bubble seems to work. We've been talking about what is this bubble going to do? How is it going to look? You know, after a week, are we really going to be seeing the league in jeopardy? You know, will players, you know, test positive And will this bubble essentially pop and it hasn't yet you know first week of the the bubble has been a success we saw it with the exhibition games but now that we're seeing these teams actually compete against each other I, th- I think it's really great and the NBA they're doing about it the right way you're starting to see after games of the, the grounds crew members if, if that's what you want to call them or just people who are in the arena helping out they're wiping down the backboards. They are wiping down everything in that arena. So they are making sure that they are just taking care of themselves and making sure that they can actually pull this off. And also the games itself have been pretty fun. I know that the Saturday slate, there was a lot of blowouts and it really wasn't that entertaining, but you know, we're starting to see all these players who were injured when the season initially ended, they're all coming back and these yep. games are, are very competitive. You know, the Absolutely. Phoenix Suns getting a couple of games. The, the, the Dallas Mavericks also look pretty good as well. The yeah, Portland Trailblazers. lost both
0: their games. <laughs> well, they still work. And they also choked right down the stretch. They were up by, what, eight with like 30 seconds left and blew it to
1: the True. Rockets? Oh, that yeah. good. But that, the, the Houston Rockets as well. I don't know if you saw this, all, but James Harden was actually playing a little different.
0: Yeah, he's playing a little bit of defense. That's for sure. When yeah, it was I a tight don't know. One.
1: Like, um, go ahead. No, no, no I, I, that's
0: what I was saying. He was playing a little bit of defense, and and Giannis. Uh, what's funny is, is on Twitter today, somebody put out a video talking about Giannis, talking about yeah, we were just going to go at whoever James Harden was guarding,
1: <laughs> and it
0: kind of came all the way back around. So uh, it was pretty yeah. fun to see.
1: No, absolutely, and it wasn't just defense in the third quarter, the second quarter, it was defense in a moment that really mattered. It was in the final two minutes of the game. And that was a part of the run that won the Houston Rockets the game. So it's really great. Um, You know, the Western Conference is obviously stacked and it's getting very interesting. And (laughs) I actually saw a tweet that, um, that, that said, this is Adam Silver going into the Pelicans locker room after the uh he rigged the bubble to get Zion in so the Pelicans can be in the bubble. And it was the clip from training day at the end when, <laughs> oh, when you, Enzo Watkins <laughs> is like, Oh, all right. All right, I'll put cases on all you <laughs> you mother will be playing basketball in Pelican Pelicans. When I'm done with you,
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, it's true. He did set them up for success, and then they are just completely falling apart. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, you know, the Phoenix Suns, they they had two good wins. And last night against the Dallas Mavericks, they had no business winning that game. Dev, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton both get their fifth foul with like uh, eight minutes left to go in the third quarter, and they essentially have to set out the rest of the third. But their new cams, Cam Payne and Cam Johnson, stepped up and – Man, that that team, uh, it's it's a young team. I've watched them for two years now, and you never know what you're gonna get. But they they actually look like they're they're buying into Monty Williams' system, which I very much appreciate. Growth is everything right now, and uh so hopefully, hopefully it moves forward. But I, I would love to say this. I just think overall, the environment, the feel, the games, um, how players are really into everything, it just you don't you don't feel like you're missing the fans as much as the other sports, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, even everything from the from the digital billboards where the fans are included in the screen and can cheer their teams on, you know, I think that's pretty cool. The NHL tried to do something like that, but it's so hard because you can't really see what's going on on each end, and, and they're on the ends. They're not, you know, right behind the benches. And so the whole camera view for the NHL is pretty much – bench to bench. So you don't get that, that fan interaction. Whereas with yeah. the NBA you do um, and major league baseball just hasn't been able to do that. They have cardboard cutouts, which, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, isn't that kind of appropriate, right? We have major league baseball, uh, kind of stuck in their old ways and uh, they got cardboard cutouts. Everybody else is going digital. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Or, or what do you want them to do? They're playing in these huge stadiums. Where NBA, they're in the bubble. It's this kind of smaller ballroom behind,
0: behind home plate.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I, I'm just—I well, don't know. I mean, you're right. It is—it is, it is far more difficult in baseball than it would be in the NBA and even the NHL to a degree, right? But yeah, and, and plus those factors also have outdoor stadiums, yeah, right? And so you would have to account for that, which would probably eliminate half of the teams because you know you just can't get that stuff wet or whatever, but. Anyway, I just think what the NBA has done has been fantastic. I love everything they've done so far, from um, how they've demonstrated to the games, the action. It's just it's all been fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was also curious how they were going to use their platform to address uh, racial injustice issues. And I love everything that the players have done for that, and they're they're doing it in their own unique way. I don't know if you saw this all, but the Dallas Mavericks. We all know they have a lot of international players. Uh a lot of their their international guys all had equality on the back of their jersey, but in, in their, their game language. language. Yeah. So you have that. Maxi Kleber from Germany. He had it in German. Uh Porzingis forzingas had it in, in Latvian. Yep. Um, Luca, Luca had it. Nonsense, in St- yep. Also had it. Uh JJ Berea um has it as well. I just I I think it's it's incredible. Uh, to see what they have done, and how about some of these surprises? So you you mentioned Cameron Payne and Phoenix Suns. You guys know this a little bit. What about Mister Cash considerations himself, T.J. Warren, <laughs> going Man, for fifty three buckets? <laughs> Tony buckets.
0: I mean, that's what that's what uh, Devin Booker used to call him down here. It was it was Tony buckets? And damn, did he get some buckets the other night? Fifty three points. Uh, nine straight threes or something like that. Just, I mean, just crazy, man. Just crazy. And, and let's, let's be real. Let's pump the brakes a little bit on. Oh, cash considerations. They had to free up cap space so they could even go after um uh, Ricky Rubio and resign Kelly Oubre. So squash all that noise because they needed a point guard. They've desperately needed a point guard since Steve Nash left. That's why this all unfolded the way it did. Could you have gotten more? Eh, maybe, but at the time, TJ was he was one of those players where you just you didn't have a clear role for him, right? And mm-hmm. so if you don't have a clear role for somebody like TJ Warren, you're not gonna trade, you know, a house and a car for him. You just aren't. So, but yeah. yes, he went off. Uh, that was a fun game to watch if you got a chance to see it. Um, is pretty cool. We got a couple shout outs, Ben Berger. Appreciate you watching the show, long time, long time friend, long time follower. Uh, appreciate your work, and uh, he's also an actor out in Hollywood, by the way. And then uh, you got a little shout out there, Justin. I don't know who this is, but you know you got people oh, calling Lexi on Delafoss. you. Oh, <laughs> Lexi
1: Delafosse. Hey, hey. <laughs> long time friend. I appreciate show. Lexi. No, she's married. She's married. No, a great I friend. Like I did. appreciate her and Tyler uh they're they're just great people and we always appreciate the interactions that we have on the show
0: much love much love always always but let's move on to something a little bit uh you know we just mentioned a little bit ago about major league baseball right and how uh you know they're trying to change with the times and they're trying to to kind of catch up but man it seems like it is it me or does it seem like it's you know two steps forward two steps back or three steps forward two steps back whatever you want to say it seems like they're on on the roll and then Rumor has it, the Marlins go to the strip club. <laughs> and uh and it just oh, what are we doing? You know, they get COVID, the Phillies have to shut down, you know, their ballpark, and so they can't play the Yankees, and you know, games are delayed, and then now you have uh Milwaukee uh with uh with with a COVID uh case. Um and so or St. Louis, I think it was St. Louis. St. Louis, and, yeah, St. Louis, and so it, it's it's kind of crazy. Now I will say this. Maybe it's, I don't know if there's anything uh, close to, you know, is it is it East Coast, West Coast kind of thing or Midwest, but none of the West Coast teams have had any issues so far, knock yeah. on wood, so far, right? Uh, no games have been canceled. No teams have had any COVID related issues, um, but in the Midwest and in the East, I don't know what's going on. And we're in the hotbed, right? We're in the hotbed of of everything here too in Arizona. So it's not like it's, it's any different than
1: Florida. Yeah. I was wondering how this would pan out because now we're starting to see the, the, the differences between the two professional sports leagues, the WNBA and the NBA they're using, they're utilizing the bubble format and that's starting to work. That looks like it's going to be a huge success. Knock <laughs> a wood. Like I actually want this to go through. I don't want to make it to the end of the season, but so far, what we've seen so far is the NBA has been phenomenal with all this. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, it's its going to be a struggle because you're still traveling and you still have yeah. a bunch of guys and staff members and trainers. And I was just so concerned about what was going to happen with the schedule. Because what happens if one team, like the Marlins, has – Shoot, half their guys uh, test positive for COVID nineteen, where they had thirteen that's players. Essentially, that's essentially that's players
0: pretty close to what happened.
1: Half, yeah, they had eleven players and, and and two members of of the coaching staff, and it messes up the schedule because now all the teams that they have to face the following week, they all have to postpone and reschedule all of their games, and or they come back and left. play double headers, or you come back and play double headers, and, and it's just. There's just a lot that goes into it, and yeah. and it, it's only week one, Saul. Like if, if this was week four, week five, and one team just had the worst luck possible, and this is just what happened, then I would say, okay, we can quarantine the Miami Marlins, we can quarantine the St. Louis Cardinals, and then we can move on with this. But the fact is that we're one week in, and we're and Rob Manfred is already telling Tony Clark. We need to get your, we need to get our shit together or the 2020 season is not going to happen for yeah, the I mean, MLB, for the commissioner to come out and say to Tony Clark, we could be in. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can, you can be
0: in, in to deep say. and actually sure. have a season. Yes. No, I, I totally get it. I totally get what you're saying. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of, of hate thrown Manfred's way, which I, you know, in this case, I, I don't think that's all on him. I don't think that's on him at all. Uh, you know, it's no, that'd be like, that'd be like me working for a company and the GM, you know, the president of the company, who's probably not even where I'm working. He's probably at like corporate headquarters, right. Saying, you know, t- giving everybody guidelines to follow and then me not following them. And now how it's somehow his fault. No, it's not his fault. It's our organization locally's fault, you know what I mean? So it's Mar—it's the Miami Marlins' fault. It's, you know, St. Louis's fault, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Craig Council today, the uh, Milwaukee's Brewers manager, he, he pretty much came out and was like, you know, what's happening right now in Major League Baseball is a microcosm of what's going on in the country. We put in place all these protocols. We put in all these conditions, things that, we, you know, recommendations of things that people should be doing, and still people are not doing them and they're not following protocol, and they're not doing what people are asking them to do, the medical experts asking them to do, and they're just doing their own thing. And here we are. It's, man, you know, it's like, you know, you ever been in, remember when you were in elementary school or middle school, right? And you just knew, like, we would do group projects, right? Okay, you five go this way, you five go this way, right? And you would always get assigned to that one group where you knew there was like two or three people that just wouldn't shut the F up or yeah. they wouldn't do what they're supposed to be doing right and you knew what was happening and you were like and you would even tell a teacher like hey you know blah 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 this is what's going on like I'm not trying to get in trouble and sure enough y'all get in trouble and you all get an F on the on the on the test or an F on the group project like dude you set me up for failure like I yeah. did everything I was supposed to do I did my work like what are we doing you know and it's like we can't get out of our own way despite knowing what dangers there are out there and so it's just crazy, man.
1: So I have an experience just like that act that I, that happened in Spanish class in high school. So you learn these words and then you do like an act, like a play in front of the class. But it's got to be all in Spanish. So we did Godzilla, <laughs> right? Godzilla was, <laughs> was our play that we had to present in front of the class, but we had to do it all in Spanish. Well, our Godzilla was our starting tight end. So he's this big, tall guy, lanky guy, and he's got on like the green paper to make it look like a dinosaur. And in the middle of the skit, he takes his tail and puts it on the other side. So it's not a tail anymore. <laughs> and he did it and was like laughing. I thought this was all funny. Meanwhile, me and my, my our other partner, Luke, we were we did what we were supposed to do. And guess who all got in trouble? The whole group did, so Saul. I I totally understand. I, like I, I that, completely. Man. I I completely I'm not, understand. But I'm not trying to say I'm a snitch, but hey, he would have been dealt with afterwards. I'm getting mines. No, and and <laughs> I, I we went up to the teacher afterwards. We we're like, hey, that wasn't a part of the skit, and so he ended up giving us a B in the end, which I I would gladly take. But this MLB season, it got it has me thinking, Saul. Maybe. Major League Baseball should have done regional bubbles. Maybe they should have done three sites to where they can divvy up the teams, have them all play in this bubble, and then when postseason comes around, maybe you can go to one specific site and then do your own bubble.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the only problem though, Justin, and the difference between what Major League Baseball is trying to pull off versus what the NBA and NHL are trying to pull off is the fact that, the other two are just finishing their seasons. Whereas major league baseball is trying to complete a, a full season from beginning to end plus the playoffs. So that's a major yeah. difference between the two. So you're talking about keeping your family away from, for not maybe just two or three months, but maybe three or four months. Whereas in the NBA, it's like two or three months. I think August to, well, actually it's more like beginning of July to October. So for some teams it will be four or five months, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's, uh, I think if they're going to go into 2020 or 2021 in the same situation they're in right now, they have to come up with a different set of circumstances, a different plan. Um I just don't see how it's going to happen. So, um but, you know We need the
1: season. We, we need the season. Have you with, seen what Aaron Judge has been doing this year?
0: Five straight home runs. Five straight games with a home run. That's pretty crazy. And Matt Vasgersian, his play-by-play calling is off the charts. I mean, it was it was pretty good. He was trending yesterday because of his play-by-play calling. That's awesome. Pretty, pretty impressive. Best play-by-play
1: uh, call I've heard before. I Sorry, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but best okay. play-by-play call I heard was Dodgers-Astros and Jose Altuve struck out, and the uh, Dodgers play-by-play announcer said, oh, I guess he was guessing something different. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball hard Altuve, when you don't know what's coming. Yeah. That's
0: for sure. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh the Astros are actually coming to town to, to take on the Diamondbacks tomorrow, so I'm kind of interested to see how that all goes. But um, you know, it, we talked about baseball and at the beginning and and how it, everything was delayed because of player compensation and they were they were fighting about this, that, and the other. You know, uh, another league, if you will, at a lower level in the college level, the Pac-12 is experiencing some of that right now as we speak, and. The Pac 12 players got together and put out a statement via the Players Tribune, pretty much uh, dictating some demands or asking for uh, demanding some benefits for the risk that they are taking to play under this COVID 19 pandemic. Uh, Some of it is 50% revenue share, which I'll get into that in a second. But the other ones, um, you know, health benefits. Um, things of that nature, six-year scholarships instead of four. Uh, I mean, the, the plan in total, I thought, was was pretty carefully crafted. I did think that there was a, a few things here and there that were a little like, ooh, yeah, you're, you're wishing for a lot
1: right there. Yeah. I love it all except for the revenue part. And I am fully behind student-athletes getting paid at the collegiate level yeah. because for how much money – Millions of dollars these guys bring to a school. Absolutely, they deserve to be paid in fifty percent revenue. With the current state of the world, you know, Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, and everyone else in the conference, they probably looked at that part and just kind of laughed because it is just so unrealistic. They should, they should have because
0: okay, let's let's think about it right now. Okay, we're not talking about everything is back to normal. Right. And I think that the proposal was under those conditions, because if you're talking about where uh, maybe a, a school would have gotten 10 million dollars, right, from the Pac-12 um, as an annual revenue kick in from TV money. Well, then you're talking about five million of that going to the players. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. That, will, that wouldn't even pay for your coach, which is another problem that I'll get to here in a second. But I, that wouldn't even pay for your coach. It wouldn't pay for your facilities and you got to be careful not to bite the hand that feeds you to a degree if yeah. you if you try to take too much then there's nothing left and then you don't have anything to play for then that revenue share goes from 50% to 0 because nobody's getting anything because we had to shut down football at x university because they didn't have enough money to run the program anymore now i'm not saying that that greed isn't taking over college football and sports in general and and players shouldn't be paid i am not saying that whatsoever I think if you wanted to pay players twenty to forty thousand dollars a year, I think you should. I think you should. And plus give them their scholarship because some of these players think about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow brought LSU millions and millions of dollars. Why? Because he was a great football player at, at the perfect time and took him all the way to the national championship. And you can't beat that kind of exposure no matter what you're doing. Plus, Let's be real. The LSU uh, media, digital media, graphics department got to really flex, and uh, that was pretty cool too. So, I mean, that that's that was a walking billboard for about sixteen weeks. Go Tigers. money, 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 money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so, so Joe Burrow should have gotten more of a cut than just his scholarship. Oh, you should be happy yeah. for a scholarship? Get the hell out of
1: here! Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be happy with a scholarship. If you can get paid, get paid. But these players are also concerned about COVID-19 and how yeah. this could really affect their health and are the, and their mental health as well. Down here in Tucson, um, you know, obviously my job at the Arizona daily star, um, covering Arizona sports. Um, I get, I get to see everything that happens with players and Jaden Mitchell actually came out today. He's a wide receiver and he didn't threaten to opt out for this season. This is the big catch with this PAC 12 players movement is these players are not just saying we need this, 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 and then that's it. No, they're saying we're going to opt out of the 2020 season. Like we are not going to play fall sports if we don't get these things. And I applaud the players for using, I guess, their, their, their position platform, yeah. as leverage. Like you guys make money off of us. What, what's going to happen if we're not there right. to get you that money? Well, that's so going to be interesting to see. I appreciate and I app- oh, absolutely, and and I and I I appreciate what these Pac-12 players have done. But Jaden Mitchell admitted today that he tested positive for COVID-19, and he had to quarantine himself for three weeks or four weeks. Uh, and he and it was really three weeks, but they gave him that extra week just to make sure. So you're locked up in your in your apartment for a month. And you can't really go anywhere. You can't participate in team activities. He said he lost 14 pounds just because he couldn't do anything. And he said it really took a toll on his mental health. So he, from a firsthand perspective, can offer us what it's like to deal with COVID-19 as a student athlete at a power five school. And now that players are starting to flock in and they're continuing to go to their school, I mean, it's, it's going to be really tough to make sure that everyone can stay on track. Now it's encouraging that schools around the country have released their testing results and it's a very, uh, small fraction, like you can get over 300 student athletes and only two or three will test positive. That is a, a very good sign, but there's no uniform testing around the PAC 12, according to these players. Arizona, they've been doing a great job testing every week, making sure that these players are good. But according to these players, some of them have said other schools around the Pac-12, they're not doing the same amount of testing as we are. So the players, they want uniform testing because this is a virus that that doesn't have a vaccine yet. So if they want to proceed with the 2020 season... Everybody needs to be on the same page that was or else whole, we're not going to get college football season. That was the whole damn point of canceling non-conference football
0: games was that you had everybody exactly. in one conference and everybody was streamlined in terms of their testing. Everything, everything was one specific way a conference wanted it. And so if you have schools out there that are just kind of like, man, whatever, it's going to ruin the whole season. It's going to ruin the whole season because you don't have the luxury of of postponing games in college football because then you're talking about playing into what, February, March, April. Nah, dudes ain't playing if they got anything on the line for the NFL. That's not happening. That's just not going to happen. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel where the players are coming from. I wonder how how much of a stance they have. I wonder what kind of al- alternative some of these schools would, would actually have in terms of getting other players to come in other students to come in and play. I don't know if that's a real reality. I don't think that's realistic because you would have to train them and you'd have to get them up to speed. And it's just – that's a whole can of worms that you probably don't even want to open. But at the same time, you know, again, we're dealing in a pandemic. I'm going to be – I honestly would be shocked if college football happens this year. I just feel like there's too many variables, too many teams, too many people – you're gonna be rooting,
1: Are you rooting against sports?
0: Oh, my God. Careful. If I got to hear that. Jesus. It, it, I'm not rooting for sports. I love the fact that sports are back, but college sports are a different breed. I have a son who's going to play college baseball in Louisiana. I have to drive him there next week, and yeah. you don't think that that thought is on my mind? Like, I want him to play baseball. Like, I want him to have that opportunity, but I don't know what's going to happen when we turn around and go – you know, to February or March, you know what I mean? Like that's when his season starts. Like, is, is everything going to be okay? Can he play? Can he not play? Is he going to have to, am I going to drop him off? And then he's going to have to drive back home like two weeks later because things are just crazy again. Like, I don't know. I want him to play. I want all these kids to get a chance to play. I don't want sports to be shut down, but here we are. And we're here because again, we're not taking care of business as Americans, right? We're, yeah. we're just not taking care of business. Whatever, whatever way you want to put that, we're not taking care of business, and we need to, because you know one of those things that I knew was going to happen was people were going to bitch and complain because, like, we're not getting the things that they think are their right. Well, it's not your right to watch college football or NFL football. Like, you don't. It's not birthright, right? It's something. It's a. It's a nice. It's a nice benefit to living here and having cool things. But man. This pandemic has taken that away and it's taken Mm -hmm. it away a lot faster than I think a lot of people realized or thought was going to happen. I've been saying since March, I was like, I just don't see it. I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't see how, you know, you can have so many variables. That's the thing. The NBA controlled all the variables and put them in one location. The NHL did them in two locations. Well, okay, so you cut down the variable. That way you have more opportunity to succeed. It, that's that's science. That's just science. So I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I appreciate that, Marianne. She said safe travels. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> she could have said good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> I still would have appreciated it, but I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, and Eddie Solay agrees with
1: me. I appreciate that. So, um, but there's a flip side to this, Saul. Yeah. Uh, I'm going back and looking at the details of the the players' letter and their proposal to the conference. They want third party health officials to be tied to their team, and these officials have to be approved by the players themselves. Um, You know, there's some riff here down at the U of A between players and the medical staff some Mm -hmm. of the players don't exactly trust the medical staff that is provided to them but here's my thing i I mean i'm going to trust this guy more than a health official that i can go out and get right oh man no because you don't know you don't know you don't know what the the motivation is
0: of of these medical people inside the facility you know it's human nature to want to get your best player on the field, right? And you, and you try to do everything you can to get them on the field. It's hard to tell the star football coach, hey, uh, you know, Justin just ain't going to be able to go today. He's got a bad toe or whatever. And then have him cuss you out and say that it's your fault that you can't get this guy back on the field and what are they paying you for and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a lot of pressure that goes both ways, right? And so having a third party independent of the university, I get. However, when you talk about that, what are we talking about? Things cost money, people. Like it, you just can't get a third party and be like, okay, we're all good to go. No, who's paying for that? And is that yeah. coming out of that 50% or is that coming out of this 50%? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's too many variables within the proposal that I think um, won't work, but I think there are aspects of it that will.
1: I do agree cutting into Larry Scott's salary because he makes a ton of money. Everybody, every, every head
0: coach in the country makes way too much money. I'll yeah. say that right now. Basketball, football, way overpaid. You mean to tell me that a team that can go three and nine can have a head coach that's making more than anybody else on the university? Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the silliest thing ever. It's the silliest thing ever. There's another school up the road, or locally, uh, you know, they're paying this head coach, I mean, Herm Herm Edwards at ASU, they're paying Herm Edwards, and he's basically got the same record as Todd Graham. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they bought Todd Graham out, and so, like, money, it's like money is just, like, whatever. It can't be like that. You know what I mean? And you knew the rooster was going to come home to roost, right? or the hen was going to come home to roost. I said that like four weeks ago, and I screwed it up then, and I screwed it up now. (laughs) But you you knew it was going to happen. You knew these players were going to be tired of not getting paid or at least not getting the opportunity to make money themselves. And I understand this is a COVID issue, but this is also a dollars and cents issue. That's why the NBA and Major League Baseball players are willing to go back to work because they're making millions of dollars to go back to work it's worth the sacrifice or the risk that you might have to take to make a couple million dollars and set your family up for life. Whereas these players, as you said in in your example, this guy, wide receiver, you don't know how this virus is going to affect everybody. You don't know. And this individual, unlike a lot of other individuals around the country and in pro sports who have gotten the virus and they've shaken it off and they've been okay. Well, this, this guy was not like that. What's it going to take? Is it going to take somebody to die before we all realize? Hey, we can't play around with this anymore. Like, we don't know how this is going to to, to unravel.
1: Mm. And when it comes to money, I agree with the players, and they actually used a pretty good example uh, to protect all sports. Because, of course, this is a football-driven plan. You see on Twitter a lot of Pac-12 football players are behind this, but then you're also starting to see cross country runners and track runners and they want to make sure that all sports are protected. So as part of the plan, they said Larry Scott administrators and coaches, they need to voluntarily and drastically reduce excessive pay and performance slash academic bonuses facility expenditures and use some endowment funds to preserve all sports and the example they used was stanford and although remember they got rid yeah. of 11 sports yep. from their program but they had 35 they, they were discontinued it, yeah they have 35 they have they have a bunch of sports and the sports that they got rid of are country club you know ritzy rich sports well they're also but, some of them were olympic sports oh Olymp, olympic sports as well yeah that, that's what i was trying to say but <laughs> like like well, like like water polo, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like I mean, typical Ivy League country club hey, sports that no are joke, also man. oh absolutely. <laughs> but Stanford has an endowment worth twenty seven point seven billion dollars. That is disgusting, and yet money seems to be an issue within the Pac 12. I'm curious to see what the endowment is uh, at Oregon with right. Nike. Attached to their university. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know, and also going oh. back to Larry Scott, you know, first of all, your headquarters is in San Francisco, the most expensive city in the country. Period. Like, why is your office there? It, 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 that, that makes no sense. Plus, this guy's making like 12 million a year, not even the best commissioner in sports, uh or in, in college sports at all i i just not a big fan um i'd actually like to say uh if there was anybody out there i <laughs> i don't want to be that guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was
0: such a great segue there you go hey anyway we had to transition we had to get away from <laughs> the seriousness of all this stuff and uh Hopefully the players will figure it out, but it is our favorite segment of the week. It is don't be that guy. Justin, I'm going to start it off. I actually have two of them. One of them is a little comical. The other one, not so much. This is at a pool, and I want you to to really pay attention to these two lizards are about to jump in the water, right? Here they go. There's people in the pool, but watch at the top of the screen, homeboy jump over the wall because he's afraid. (laughs) (laughs) did you catch it
1: did you catch it i mean it happened so fast these two lizards they look like
0: like big iguanas right i think they're iguanas and i didn't realize they could swim that fast yeah man that that would scare me too i'm not gonna lie about that and homeboy
1: so uh but you gotta know that iguanas they're not harmful they're just, that's iguanas. what I'm saying. Like, they don't you, go, I mean, go yeah, after some, humans.
0: They, yeah, some yeah, some ladies in the pool, and then you, you anti hero and jump over the wall because you're scared for your life. I don't know that. Come on, man. Don't be that guy.
1: Now, my don't What's be you, that guy Yeah. F- for this week is the Dodgers bench coach, Bob Guerin, <laughs> who was in the middle of an interview and decided, I don't need a COVID 19 mask to protect myself anymore. Nope. And this was not happened. even a little bit.
0: Not not even a little he, bit.
1: He was in the middle of an interview and just decided, hey, I got a cough. I got a little itch in my throat. So I'm going to take off my mask and cough. And I uh, I, I like, I like the that like, he's very um aware when it comes to the cough in, in broadcasting. Like, of course, you you take your mic, you uh you pull it away, and then you do the cough. But you don't take your mask off. Like that's the whole point of the yeah. mask. So if you do have to cough, you're not spreading it all over the place. But instead, he decided I got to cough. <sighs> Let me do that. But yeah. I will say this. Nobody is perfect. And Saul, there was one time at the grocery store about a few weeks ago. Um, I think the cashier said something to me. And I said something back and he didn't hear me. And I your like mask. I just lowered it just a little bit, but I I didn't I wasn't even thinking. I'm it's a terrible person. I'm it a terrible happens. person. I I realized the mistake that I did as soon as I was walking away, and I was just so disappointed in myself. So it's it's all good, man. Don't be it's that guy. Good. I'm that guy. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: this is the last. This is the last. Don't be that guy.
0: Uh, he is a coach, and uh, I just love his approach. You got to be careful though, because parents don't always take light to this, but this is courtesy of CBS. Don't worry, Ryan. Your friends and family are used to disappointment. Dude, you deserve to have eggs thrown at you for that performance. Like brick-shaped eggs that are actually like made of brick. You do know this isn't batting practice and we're actually trying to win a
1: game out here, right? Have you ever
0: thought that you might actually be left-handed? Well...
1: At least your mom still loves you. Well, that sucked with a capital S. And a lot of use.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. He said that sucked with a capital S and a lot of use. A lot of use. (laughs) You ever think he he said you might you ever thought you might be (laughs)
1: left-handed? That's That's pretty savage. That's pretty savage. That that is savage. And and that's a very old school coach. You could tell right there. Just a very old school guy. That's how he was taught. And you know what? Some of those coaches are the best, most memorable coaches that you've ever had. Um, I remember specifically one teacher that I had in the seventh grade, one of my favorite teachers of all time, he would roast students all the time. Like kids would just be randomly laughing in class. And he's like, why are you guys thinking about your future over there? And I'm like, oh, or like he would say, uh, why are you looking in the mirror? What's so funny? And I'm like, oh man! And dude, this was in the seventh grade, dude. I had that in I had that in college in JUCO. This
0: guy, my head coach, Mark Mendez at South Mountain Community College. This guy was just the biggest a hole ever, right? And uh, somebody got hit in the nether regions one one practice. And <laughs> he said, and I quote, "Shit, stand up. Ain't nothing but a rubber band and a peanut shell down there." <laughs> <laughs> and, and i was like oh my gosh i like i just started laughing and as, as soon as somebody started laughing he would say stuff to try and get you to laugh just so he can make you run <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like he was that guy and then it was so funny is is like at when i became a a, a ti or a drill sergeant in the, in the military i would use that tactic to bust kids too and i was like Man, i hate myself for this <laughs> you know what i mean like You know, you call a kid a mental midget or something like that. And you see <laughs> who else in the in the formation laughs. And then you bust them and everybody get on your face, start doing pushups like it was fun. It was a great time. I was I was That's kind awesome. of a, I was kind of a I
1: love it. I'm lie about that. I love it. I love it. So
0: but uh, Justin, you shared something with me today, which, you know, we, we always like to end these shows with some 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 positivity. And uh, there was a really cool uh, thing on orangutans today.
1: Uh, that you shared, and um, I'll pull it up here on the screen. But, Justin, why don't you break it down for them? So International Animal Rescue, they actually were the ones who put together this video. Dodo is, is just the the site who picked it up. And I love going on Dodo because they always have uh, feel-good stories. But here's this orangutan right here. I believe her her name is uh, Manti or Monty. Yeah. And, and she was a rescue. And she was just brought to this animal uh, rescue clinic all by herself. And she grew up to be this adult and was just kind of, you know, running the show there at at the, at the facility. And then they bring in another orangutan. I forget the, the other orangutan's name, but it was a, a little baby. And what did the old orangutan do brought in? The young orangutan who didn't have a parent, and Monty raised the young baby to be her own. And you know they are not blood related by any means. There's no, I I guess, immediate relation between these two orangutans. But she raised the baby orangutan, and they became so close. And the relationship and the relationship that they built was just so genuine and they loved what they saw and how independent both of them were together that they decided to take both of them to the wild and release them and the video that we just played right now shows them in the wild and the first thing they did was just climb up the tree and they're still hugging each other yeah no relation whatsoever but they are a family and seeing that relationship it just it makes your heart warm and yeah that's my tell me something good story for this week
0: there you go. Tell me something good. I appreciate that one. That's, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, mine is a little bit different. Um, there's a gentleman uh, by the name of James Baldwin died in 1982. Uh, but he was, he was in that civil rights era, along with Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, Medgar Evers, um, who really tried to, he did more with his writing than I think just about any other black man in in history has done. Uh I mean he just the way he was with words, the way he would break things down and the way he would point out and arrange sy- systemic racism, um, racism uh, you know, from from cultures to culture, um, white people to black people and how it affects and how it trickles down. And um, and he definitely believed that he didn't subscribe to the thought that I think there was a a, a moment in time where um you know, some some black leaders, uh, especially like the Black Panther Party, um, were anti-white more than they were like pro-black. <clears throat> or I'm sorry, they were pro-black, but at the cost of anti-white. Let me let me rephrase my words. Um, and and James Baldwin Baldwin didn't believe that. He believed in there are good people out there, and and kind of where we're at right now, we're 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 trying to take in this message of Black Lives Matter, right? Um, and then you have the, the rhetoric of, of other things and and people anti this and anti that or whatever. But I think the, the message that people need to understand is the same. It's like, we all need to come together so we can all thrive together. Then we don't have these, these other things going on, right? We don't have, we don't have to talk about kneeling during the national anthem. We don't have to talk about police brutality. We don't have to talk about all these other things. Um, and so my, you know, my uh, ode to, uh, you know, you know, tell me something good is, is just, you know, Mr. James Baldwin. Um, I don't know why that's up there, but, uh, you know, Mr. James Baldwin, he was one of a kind and, uh, I, I've read a couple of his books. He has a great, a great documentary on Netflix right now called I am not your Negro, which is based off of, uh, the last book that he was writing. <clears throat> and, uh, he's just, uh, he's just every time I've ever listened to him, uh, every time I've ever heard or read his words, I've just been very inspired, and it, and I come with a different mindset and a, and a different perspective on what this gentleman was all about and what race relations should be all about. Right? Um, yep. I, I just I, I we can beat this horse dead if we want to, but at the end of the day, Justin, you're white. I'm black. I am white as well. My mother's white. My dad's black. Um, I've seen some awful things in my life, um, but it hasn't jaded me to the point where I can't trust a person like you and I can't trust a person um, like a lot of my coworkers or other white people. Like I have been um, I have conditioned myself to understand that there is a lot of good in this world. And, and just because there are things in this world that I do not like, that doesn't mean that I have to accost a whole group of people because of it. And so um, that's, that's the tell me something good for this week. Mr. James Baldwin had his had his birthday this week. He's passed away, obviously, um, but uh, a unique individual, and I uh, very much appreciate him. Rest in power. There you go. That's uh, it.
1: Saul, I just wanted to um, – it, it's kind of like a part two to tell me something, but it's more of a shout out uh, to uh, one of my friends, Yuji, uh, out in uh, San Francisco, or he's in the Bay Area in, in Oakland, actually, and – uh, check out his Instagram page at coldest in the game. Um, I, I tagged it on my Instagram page uh, at Justin Spears official. So you can go check it out there. Uh, he made this shirt and there's a reason why I wore this shirt on this podcast. I know we wore, I wore it last night during the preview <laughs> for your three I, minutes. I <laughs> promise you, This is, this is a clean shirt. I wore only for this podcast, but I, I wanted to give him a big shout out because he made this shirt. He tie dyes shirts and he and the the beautiful pieces that he does it, it's incredible uh this was just an initially a plain black shirt hey, uh, and I
0: didn't I didn't I didn't get the package yet. Is it on its way or
1: you gotta hit him up back hold yeah, this yeah, in the game. I'll I'll look into it. I'll <laughs> I'll tap into my guy Yuji. But um you know he was making some pieces and he put it on his Instagram page one day and it was a Ben Davis shirt. And Ben Davis is a beautiful memory that I have of my father because he used to wear Ben Davis pants all the time. Ben Davis is a longtime clothing brand, been around since the 30s. And every time I saw my dad with his pants on at either going to NA meetings, going to work, I always saw the, the little tag that has this logo right here that's got a uh, – sorry – got got confused there it's a it's a smiling gorilla and so i didn't know the name of the clothing brand so i always just call them my dad's happy monkey pants and so i just see the smiling gorilla like oh dad's got his happy monkey pants on and he always wore them and so it's such a great memory of my father well uh he sent me this in the mail it's a ben davis shirt with his own tie-dye touch on it and every single time i look down and see this smiling gorilla um I'm on the front pocket of my shirt. I'll always think of my dad. So thank you, UG. I mean, this is a, a t-shirt that I will never get rid of. It will always be a part of my life. And so big thanks to you and make sure you go check him out on Instagram at coldest in the game.
0: Oh, well, damn. Now I feel bad for wearing this stupid ass shirt. Then you're killing me. Smalls. You're
1: killing me. small. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful memory right there. Justin. I uh, appreciate you sharing you. that, man. And, uh, Hey, that's another episode of the total BS podcast. We're all, it's a wrap. Tell them Justin. Where where can they find us?
1: Are we are we gonna keep our guests for another day? Uh yes. Yes, okay. we still we still Squad. have to
0: confirm, but we you can get you can give them your guess though.
1: Yes, so this week we will have Mike am from Pac 12 Networks. He will join the Total BS podcast. I'm interested to get his thoughts on the Pac 12 players movement the outlook of the 2020 college football season. So that will be the audio-only version of the podcast this week. Make sure you check that out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. But for the video part of the Wildcast podcast and the guests that we have lined up for that. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind. This is the Total BS Podcast, buddy. Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: Get your 1,000 podcasts out of the damn way. And remember where you're at. <laughs> this is not. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't right be here. that guy. <laughs> about
1: to get canceled. I'm about to find
0: another another host.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I did it. Total uh, BS podcast. We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Instagram as well. But also check out the live stream on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch. I mean, we're everywhere. So you have multiple reasons to subscribe to us please do it. And we prefer if you did all of them, but if you only did one, we highly appreciate it. That's it, man. That's another episode of the
0: total BS podcast till we see you next time. Peace. Your fans just might turn into
1: off fans. Be cool. It's just part of the program. Spit your best 16. If you must, you're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo. your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool. It's just a part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must you not whack you just sound whack rapping after us whack rapping after us